Are you wanting a kickstart on your business and you want to learn how to be the go-to professional in your industry? Well, guess what? I've got a challenge for you. It's five days of coaching. It's brand new. Just go to kristamayshore.com slash client conversion. That's kristamayshore.com slash client conversion. And you'll get a training with me for five straight days. That's going to help kickstart you as the go-to professional in your industry. So sign up and I'll see you there. Hi, everyone. Are you ready to be fired up? Because I sure am. I have got Stacey Tushel with me. She is a business coach as well as an author. And she's been actually um, doing business out of her parents' backyard since she was 18 years old. So I'll let her tell you more about her story. But welcome to the, to the, she's also a podcaster as well. We'll learn about that. Thank you so much for being here. And I just look forward to hearing so much about you, Stacey. Hi, Krista. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here too. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about your story. I want to hear. Yeah, so I actually grew up in an entrepreneurial family. My parents and grandparents all worked in a family business. Um, We are excavators here in Wisconsin. We dig basements for houses. So I grew up in the construction space with my family. And right at 18, I was about to go to college, get a degree, get a regular nine to five job. But I was really passionate about dancing. So at that same time, I decided I'm going to announce a competitive middle school dance team. It'll be free for fun. I passed flyers around the community and I had 17 kids um, start that summer in my parents' backyard. Fast forward three years later, I had a hundred kids coming to my parents' backyard to learn dance lessons. So um, that backyard story is now 18 years old and I have been running two performing arts academies here in Milwaukee. So Every week we have about a thousand kids walk through our door, taking all different types of dance and music. Um, We are a seven figure business, um, just been really blowing up over the last 18 years. And we have about 40 to 50 employees that work for us. Um, I work in my home office, but we have that many people manning the two locations and it's crazy. So what happened was a few years ago, people started to say, how did you do that? Teach me more. What can I do? And I started to naturally just start teaching other business owners what it is that I'm currently doing to grow my businesses so quickly. Oh, I love it. That's great. That is a, that's a great story. I mean, so from you know, your backyard to now having a huge, huge corporation on seven figures. So, so tell us, I'd love to hear. So I know you're a business coach. You also wrote a book that you wrote. So I have two books. One is called, Is Your Business Worth Saving? And the other one is um, The Implementation Code. Oh, that's important. Everyone always says knowledge is power. I'm like, no, yes. no, implementation is power, actually, you know? Yes, I love it. It doesn't do much. Okay, so The Implementation Code. And your podcast is? The podcast is called Foot Traffic. So my big thing is the foot traffic formula, helping people get more customers through the door. And I always tell them whether that's physical or it's virtual, right? You still got to get that foot traffic coming in. Okay, so give us some tips on that, because obviously right now, especially with everything that's going on, you know, in our world, um, people are, a lot of the old school techniques and ways that people used to use to get people through the front door, if they can even go through the front door, no longer exist. What things are you talking to people about right now? Yeah. So the biggest thing is, you know, I have two different types of businesses. One that was the doors were physically, you know, they were forced to be closed down for about two and a half months here in Wisconsin. The other an online business, right? Um, I always tell people just because maybe it doesn't feel like COVID has affected your business, the chances of it not having a negative impact on your business of some sort is going to is going to be there, right? Even through the 2008 recession, my business grew every single year. 
But to say that the recession didn't have an impact is, is not true, right? There's always somebody that maybe could have bought, but didn't because of it, right? So I, I do want people to know that whether you have an online business or a brick and mortar business, whether your doors are allowed to be open or not, COVID is having an impact on what is happening in all of our lives, right? Um, people are stressed out more. They may be having to take more. Uh, maybe they're not learning from digital products as much. They're not listening to podcasts as much, whatever that is, right? So I think now more than ever, we've got to remove the fluff. We've got to remove whatever doesn't need to be there. More is not always better, right? In a time like now, we just need to condense. We need to simplify. We need to ask ourselves, like, what do our people really need and how can I provide that? And that is something that I've been asking myself every day, at least with one of my businesses that's majorly been impacted. I'm like, what do my customers want? What can I give them? And I just keep saying those two sentences over and over because you really need both of them to intersect. What do they want? What can I give them? And what's that perfect thing in that, in that middle that we can sell from? Right. Okay. So um, when somebody's asking there, like, what, what do they want? So do you, do you work more with brick and mortar type of businesses or any type of business? What, what do you so I will say I have a good mix of both because I am both types of businesses. Some people are attracted to the fact that I had a brick and, or I have a brick and mortar and they have one. So I have a lot of people like dentists or lawyers or bakers who have a brick and mortar, but are like, oh, I want to learn online. Like, teach me how to do that. Right. So I have a lot of people that are keeping their brick and mortar, but then transitioning online because they know their brick and mortar is a little bit in trouble and they want to diversify. So, yeah, I have a, I have a pretty good mix of online business owners that have never had a brick and mortar and then the opposite so what would your all so if somebody was to come to you and they were you know they have don't have a really very big online presence yeah start so the biggest thing is without having this online presence, they think I need to drive more traffic, right? I just need to get out there. I need more visibility. And what I will tell you is driving traffic without having the rest of the strategy in place is just a waste of time, right? You need to make sure that you are setting up a system to take your customer, potential customer by the hand and walk them step by step through your process until they become a customer, right? Right. And that's one of the biggest things that I teach is, you know, how did I pull myself, my business and not have to work in the building? And it's through systems and automation, right? So we want to try to experiment in the beginning. You have to do manual things, right? You may send a, a DM that's you and somebody really talking back and forth or you commenting somebody on somebody's post. And pretty soon all of this manual work, you'll start to see patterns. You'll start to see frequently asked questions. You'll start to see frequent objections. And the question is, how do we take that manual information and turn it into automation where, you know, sales funnels come into play and systems within the DMs and what that looks like. So I'm a big, you know, don't wing it. Like, let's figure out what the system is. Let's document it for the rest of the people on our team so we can continue to expand and teach and train. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're, you're getting like key performance indicators and uh, yeah. in place as well as, um, and SOPs are standard operating procedures, just yeah. exactly what to do. And then making sure they're following, you know, the, the workflows and actual plans that they actually yeah. are. So it's not just so important to get in the door. It's just as important to get Keep in them. the door. Yes. And continue to, because nurturing obviously is so important. Absolutely. And one of the things too, that I always say to my team is, 
ask all the questions you want, but never ask it twice. If we ask it twice, it means that the system isn't, it's not there or it's not easily accessible or we're not using the right keywords for people to find it. Like we really need to make sure that when somebody says, hey guys, I'm talking to a client and this is her objection. Okay, great. Have we never had this objection before, right? And if that's true, let's talk about what the response would be but then systematize that so that no one has to ask that same question again. We can always have those training processes updated. And so what does that look like? Give us an idea of what, 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 that, what, what kind of systems and how you... Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that we do, um, we have this like Google doc where my team uses it internally. And I think they call it like a DM tree. So basically if we're in DMS, we're talking to people. Um, it's a great place to sell from, right? People are already following you. We're engaging with them. My team is not pretending to be me. They are being themselves inside of my DM saying, Oh, this is Kristen from Stacy's team. Welcome. You know, here's you know, X, Y, Z. So this DM tree is basically kind of start to finish. When somebody follows, what do you message them? How do you welcome them? What do we tell them about? Where should we send them next, right? So just like Netflix is curated for us. You don't go on to Netflix and have thousands of videos to choose from. You have this one little line of like recommended videos for you or trending right now, right? It's curated. So what can we do to curate that conversation to give people what they need, what they want? So that first message might be getting to know their business a little bit more. Uh, what are they looking for? Um, what do they need? And as soon as they start to tell us, we curate maybe top three podcasts that they would love to listen to. They would get the most benefit out of versus like, oh, just go to the foot traffic podcast. It's like, we have 500 episodes, right? <laughs> we do not want to send them to our podcast without saying you would love episode number, you know, 459, right? It's going to be perfect for you. And then sending them the link. So we're working through walking through with potential clients to really make sure they feel nurtured. They feel cared for. They feel like we're not just like, immediately going for a pitch, but we're actually trying to help them and figure out if we're a good fit to work together. That's when it's difficult to train a company and a team. I mean, I can't imagine that that's something that happens, you know, overnight, obviously, because of with different moving pieces and different employees and like yeah. about training them on something like that. Yeah. So trust me when I say I was never good at hiring. I was never good at like, I've been working with employees now for over 15 years. So it's definitely been a process, but I think the biggest thing that people need to understand when bringing somebody on is it's not just like you hire them and then say, okay, good luck. Here's what I want you to do. <laughs> right. There's three parts. So first of all, the hiring process, we need to be doing our due diligence, not sugarcoating it telling them what we're expecting, what they're going to be given, like what training assets are you going to give them? What do they need to know? And what do they need to come with on their own, right? The training process is a massive piece where if you aren't being diligent and you're just letting anybody in that just fills a, a quick you know, temporary solution, you're going to have long-term problems. So you've got to be really, really careful when you're hiring. When it comes to training, um, the biggest thing is uh, there are three phases for training. It's not just come in, here's what you should do, now go do it. It's here's the system, watch me do it, right? So you have them come in and watch somebody that does it correctly. Then you say, phase two, let's do this together. Phase three is you do it, let me watch you. 
Those three phases, it's like you're giving them a little bit more rope, a little bit more rope, right? And then finally, it's time for them. They can do it on their own. So many people, they go right to phase three. You do it. And then they're like, I can't believe she doesn't know how to do this. <laughs> that is not how this works, right? You have to be a great leader. You have to be a great trainer. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be you when your team starts to get bigger. But in the beginning, it is you. You have to make time to invest in the people you're bringing on board. Gotcha. Great. Okay. Yeah. And so what are, what type of transaction management systems do you find to be the most helpful to keep, to keep businesses as far as their follow-up processes or a certain one you prefer? Yeah. Are you asking, um, follow-up for potential clients or follow-up for retention with current clients? Um, well, both actually, I mean, they okay. or not. Um, okay. So they're a little bit differently. So we're at least for us. So, and I'm so glad you say both because they're both important, right? I can't stand when people whine and dine you in the beginning and then they're like, perfect. We got her. She's in. See you later. <laughs> right. We need to keep, they need to feel like they're loved on even more when they become a client. Not like you did this great job in the beginning. And then all of a sudden you set the expectation and they've immediately dropped it. So in the beginning, when we're working with um, potential clients, really hot leads, people that have, you know, messaged us and said, I love your podcast. I can't wait to work with Stacy. It's on my vision board one day, right? A lot of times in the DMs, people just go like, oh, thanks so much. And that's it. With us, we're making notes of this. We're following up with people. Hey, you mentioned you wanted to join this program. It's been 30 days. It's been, you know, three months. Where are you at? What's your progress? What's happening, right? So what we're doing specifically is... Um, we're actually using Trello to keep and pay attention to it's just easier and more visual in Trello of our really hot leads are kind of like, like lukewarm leads. Right. And then these are the cold people. They haven't been engaged. They're not, they're not responding. They're not booking a call, things like that. So we do it in Trello can easily move people from hot to cold to wherever they need to go. When they get into our program, we actually use a software called monday.com. That is just our project management software. And everybody that joins one of our programs is now a little bored inside of one of our project management software. So what's nice about that is every time we reach out, every time we connect with them, every time we have a call or a coaching session and they bring something up, we can throw that in their file. So everybody has a file, whether it's a potential client or a current client, and then even a past client, we are following up with um, like the hot leads, the dream clients we wanna get back. Every 30 days, we're asking our team, how do we reach out? How do we continue to follow up? How do we make sure that they made the right decision leaving us and they're not having second thoughts, but they feel maybe not welcome back or they don't know if they could come back. But if we keep that door open, it's a lot easier for somebody to say, you know what, you're giving me more attention than the program that I'm in right now. <laughs> and I'm not even paying you. Right. And they will literally come back to us after a few months of maybe trying something new. Yeah. So, so you're saying once they leave, you have a certain schedule to call people and checking in. Is it now is that a person yeah. email or both? Yeah. So we have um, on our team specifically, we have like community coaches, people that are actually assigned leads from our Facebook group, from maybe they, they bought a program, um, they're in email, et cetera. So they're all kind of assigned to these people. And it's just part of their daily check-ins of like, hey, reach out to five of our past clients, see how they're doing. Right. Um, people are shocked when we're like, hey, how's it going? It's been 30 days since you 
I haven't been in the program. Like, what are you up to? How is this going? Or how's that going? And that kind of customer service when people are no longer clients can really wow and help retain. Just because somebody leaves you doesn't mean that they're leaving you forever. People can come back. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, I think you're right. People that leave need to have the door. They need to know the door. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we see this in our dance studio too. You know, people will come to us. We've set the tone. They kind of think this is what every studio is like, right? Like I'm getting this everywhere. I'm going to go try this studio and then they'll switch and they'll leave and they realize, oh, wow, (laughs) not every studio is the same. And I was getting a little bit more over here. And when we, like, when we always say like, you're always welcome back, right? We want them to know the door is open they will actually come back and say, wow, we had no idea how good we had it, right? We had no idea the level that you guys provided and we're excited to come back here, right? We want our customers to know that's an option. Yes, yeah, awesome. I love the, your name, your foot traffic, the name of your, your podcast, such a great name, by the way. Um, Thank you. It sounds like if you're in the book, Never Lose a Customer Again by Joey Coleman. Oh my goodness. Yes. And I will tell you that that book was really foundational for us in growing our foot traffic formula program. We said to our entire team that was in fulfillment, everybody needs to read it. And then we need to implement this book. So there were a lot of things that we took away from that book that like the, the biggest thing was when they said, Something about, you know, what is the result you're trying to get them? It doesn't even matter how great of a customer experience you're giving them. If you aren't giving them the result they paid for, they're not going to be happy. And we really went, whoa, we need to make sure that we're getting them to implement. We're getting them to take action, that they're walking away with those results. So they feel really good about their investment. Yeah, I love that. I read it multiple times. So good. I'm like, okay, we have to do this. Or even just as simple as, I I love, even what you said about when you have a customer that comes in, they have to feel as good about coming into your program as they did when they first joined. And so many businesses, like they work so hard to get these customers in, then they get them in, it's like, oh, on to the next. Whereas Mm -hmm. you can just retain, you know, 5% more of your clients, you can have like a significant increase in in revenue just by retaining the clients that you currently have. Um, Yeah like giving gifts or just making them feel special, you know, after they've already, already joined. It's, it's so, so important. So I, yeah. I'm listening to you. Oh, she's, she's read that book. For sure. Well, and I could not agree more with you. And one of the things what's interesting is I just said, we hired a new person to come onto our team who is like in development. Like she is here to make our program as good as possible. And I said, you know what? I want you to read this book. We read it last year as a team, read this book. And then I said to her, take notes of almost like checklists of things that we should revisit every year from that book. You know, when he says do X, Y, Z, like, let's just recap. Are we still doing those things? Could we enhance it, right? So we're literally making like a one page, you know, 10 questions or 20 questions to prompt us every year to say, how do we make this better? How do we get them better results and so on? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like you never stop, right? It's like you're you never don't. trying to continue to get better and better. I, I love that. I appreciate that too, because not every company is like that. And if you don't evolve and change and you're always staying complacent and staying stuck, the people aren't going to grow as much either, including the company, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. And we have to continue to keep leading and evolving to show our clients, like you've picked the right place. Yes, absolutely. I think that's very, very, very true. Okay. So being online um, and having the right systems. And so now, now I understand how important systems are, but how do you think, what is a great way to expose yourself? Like when you have the systems in place, both before and after, what, yeah. What is your suggestion on how to get massive exposure right now? 
Yeah. So I think, first of all, ask yourself, if you're already getting clients, where are they coming from? Where are you already getting leads from? So today we had two people apply for one of our programs. And my first question to the team was find out exactly where they came in. Now on the form, it can say like, where did you hear about us? But sometimes people don't answer correctly. And here's what I mean by that. How did you initially hear of me? And what made you apply today? Those are two very different questions, right? So maybe you originally heard me on a podcast, but then after six months of being in my, my wheelhouse, my circle here, right? All of a sudden you saw an Instagram post and that made you apply, right? So you really want to start to understand what that automated funnel or process looks like from where people are first hearing about you and then what's actually getting them to take action. Those are two major points and areas that could be different. It's usually not, I found you on the podcast, the podcast made me apply. Sometimes there can, they can be different, right? It could be Instagram with the podcast or the Facebook group with an email you sent out. So start to learn what is working and then how to enhance that. For us, People come in to our podcast. Like our podcast is one of the best ways to get new people. Um, and even more listeners to our podcast is to get on other podcasts, right? People like you, they check it out. So that's a great way for us for top of funnel. But then when they're in the podcast or listening to the podcast, what do we do to get them to actually kind of go to that next step? For us, a lot of people go into our Facebook group from our podcast. And by then they're talking to one of our community coaches, they're in conversations. And a lot of times we will sell through our DMs. Yes, yeah, so you're direct messaging. Oh, that's, that's great. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're more like holding their hand, asking them like what they need. What, what would you like to hear on the podcast? We're not selling and salesy in the DMs. We're having real conversations, right? So that's, I think, our biggest thing that we're doing. But I, I really think too is everybody's different. Don't just copy my strategy, right? Your people might not be interested in Facebook groups. Your people might be interested in Instagram, right? So when my clients are telling me, oh, I did this Facebook group strategy and it worked like clockwork. And, and then I'm like, oh, okay, well, what are you doing now? And they're like, well, I'm working on Instagram. Like, well, why aren't you doing that Facebook strategy that got you three clients last week? Like, why did you stop that? Right. And it's like, well, everybody says to go on Instagram or everybody says to go here. I know, but what is working for you? How do you just scale what's working and then get rid of the stuff that's not working? Yeah. Just do, do what's working and, and nail, you know, nail down that. That's one thing I think that a lot of entrepreneurs and business people have trouble with is kind of the, you know, the squirrel syndrome where they, they, mm -hmm. and it's very focused yeah. on. And I've had that problem my own self. Like just today we had to be like, let's stop doing this. Let's stop doing that. Let's do more of this and you know, hunker down and really perfect it. My, my goal for the next year is, is just refinement. It's like, how do yes. I, I already have it? How do I make it better and better and just really hunk without adding more stuff? You know, we're, well, and I admire you so much for just saying refining. We've already got something that's working. We just need to refine. A lot of people, they get bored in refinement. They either want to create, right? Add something new, try something new. A lot of people don't want to stay in that refining stage because it can feel boring, right? But the results are not boring. The results are exactly what you're looking for by the end of the year. So I love that that is one of your goals. Yeah, yeah, yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no limitations. <laughs> I was doing too many things all at one time. Okay. Yes. Right, so um, I, I'd love for you to just remind us again about your book and then your, your obviously your podcast is on the topic. So if you're listening to this, obviously you're into podcasts. So go check out um, Stacey's podcast. I know I've been listening to it. And I continue to, to want to listen to it some more. Um, great information and great, great feedback on, on that. I can see why you do so well. 
Thank you. And I'm so excited. I know you're going to be coming on the podcast um, this year too. So I'm excited to have you on the show. Um, but yeah, anywhere on social media, you can find me at Stacey Tushel. Um, the book, The Implementation Code, you can go get it for free. Just pay for the shipping at implementationcode.co forward slash free book. Um, and it's just a great way to, like you said, take action to implement because that's what's going to make a difference for you in the next year. Great title, by the way, The Implementation Code. Thank you. Good. Like totally makes you just want to go buy it right now. <laughs> Thanks, Krista. Okay, well, Stacey, thank you so much for being here. And I always like everyone to just kind of leave with one piece of advice that whether it's business or personal, what would the one piece of advice be that you can give the listeners to kind of help them just in any aspect of their life? Yeah, I thank you. I, I would say the biggest thing is that simplifying, right? It's not about what else can I add this year? It's what else can I zone in on? What am I doing that is working? What am I doing? And, and sometimes we don't know. Sometimes there's not a lot of things working, right? Sometimes our business gets flipped upside down. And the question is, but what do I think is going to work the best? And how do I lean in, right? How do I refine, like you mentioned? I think that's such a great strategy. We all need to be thinking about this year is just finding what's working and then scaling that so now that you said this you're, you're you got me into another question so yeah. like you said doesn't know what's working so if they yeah. don't how do they start right if they, if they a lot of businesses right now are just like what the heck do i do totally i used to do all the marketing i used to do doesn't, it doesn't exist anymore I, you know I, I just can't do those types of things so where would they start yeah, that's a great question. So you just got to start to experiment in the beginning when you don't know, you just have to throw spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks, but you need to look at the wall and assess what just happened with the spaghetti. Why did it fall? Why do we think it didn't stick? When it does stick, why did it stick? Why do people like that, right? So again, it's like when you put out a podcast and people are raving about it, or it's number one, you can see in your downloads that that's the top podcast. Why? Was there something in the title? Did you use a buzzword? Like, what did they love about that, right? Um, the more you can ask, the more you can say, I'm working on a new free offer. I'm working on a new whatever. And it's a poll of four options. Which one do you want to see, right? Just start experimenting, but get feedback from the people following you. The more you can go with what they want, the better. Uh, we went into my Facebook group and I said, hey guys, I'm gonna do a social media podcast coming up um, in a few weeks. Here are four titles. Which one would you rather see the most, okay? The one that made it by a landslide was like, what to say on social media when you don't know what to say? So that was the title of my podcast. And I talked about what to do when you don't know what to say. And it was the number one podcast right away after. Well, why? Because I went with something that they wanted. So when I experiment, I'm not just guessing. I'm going with educated guesses where I think these are going to be popular, right? Grab those buzzwords, grab what they're, what they're looking for, and then continue to work for that. Ooh, I love that. That's great. Great advice. Great advice. Yeah. Thank you asking and taking you know taking their feedback and then giving them exactly what they want absolutely okay everyone so um simplification refinement you heard it straight from the horse's mouth stacy tushel uh like bushel tushel I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for having us here and again if you'd like to listen to our, our podcast it is foot traffic and i just want to thank you so much for being here it was very 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 informative exactly what my listeners want i know they're gonna be able to listen and really get excited and i'm sure you're gonna have some new listeners thank you i appreciate your time thank you so much for having me today oh you were wonderful and everyone remember it's great to listen and it's great to learn but if you don't implement nothing happens and thank you so much for giving me a small portion of your time it means a lot as always have a great day thanks for being here